Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Today on the podcast, we have a wonderful conversation with Iris Felder. Iris is a fitness enthusiast, beauty guru, real estate professional, and an all-around wellness activist. Iris was inspired to embrace fitness and a healthy lifestyle as her saving grace from her life experiences. Instead of getting depressed about career and relationship, she turned that into a motivational tool to command change in her life. Iris's life transformed after she was told she was at risk for high blood pressure. This prompted her to make a serious life change. Iris started to experiment with her own health and wellness and went plant-based for three and a half years. This completely changed her relationship with food and nutrition and led her to discover and become passionate about fitness. After seeing her own positive changes, she began inspiring others and has now created the most effective workouts that women can do from the comfort of their own homes. Iris works with women of all ages and empowers individuals to take their health into their own hands. Her fitness and coaching plans also include nutritional meal ideas that accommodate pescatarian and plant-based recipes. We have an incredible conversation on Iris's personal journey and small changes everyone can make to live a healthier life. We love this conversation and hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring our listeners and clients an all-access accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual webinars, recipes, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash courageous wellness or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. 
Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee. And even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout. And there's also a direct link in our show notes. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have this conversation with you today. So to get us started, can you tell us about your personal journey to wellness? When did it begin? How did it start? And how did it lead you to where you are today? Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It's just a pleasure being here. Um, well, my journey started when I was like, I want to say my early thirties and please don't quote my like my age. But <laughs> what I will say is that it was a time in my life where I was overweight, kind of depressed. And um, I went to the doctor and they're like, you got high blood pressure. I'm like, wait, those are old people problems. Well, I almost have high blood pressure. I'm young. You know, I kind of do stuff. I was not working out. I ate what I want, drank when I want. You know what I mean? It was I did whatever I want, but health was not my priority. But when that happened, it was like, uh, OK, what do, what do I need to do to get started? So what I don't, I don't know what normal people think about doing, but the first thing I thought about was like, I'm going vegan. Give me vegan. I'm going plant-based tomorrow. And I legit went like cold turkey off of me. I, I didn't research. Um, the crazy thing was I actually did okay. <laughs> I started looking at blogs, kind of educating on myself how to eat. Um, without spiking sodium levels, um, you know, just just how to eat without eating meat, because I felt like that was probably the the root of everything. So uh, after a little a little time went by, um, I, I did stay plant based for about three years, but I still wasn't working out. Working out wasn't really a routine, but I did start to take longer walks. You know, kind of made it a part of my lifestyle, but not really the the culture me didn't pop out yet. 2017 is when the coach pop out. Okay. I started doing Zumba. I started lifting weights. I had already done the research on my nutrition, but that particular year I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to seafood. So I'm pescatarian today. Um, that has worked very well for me, but I will say this. I do not have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, and it's really, I think it's really important that everyone educates themselves in the I mean, black community. Oh my goodness. We just, we just didn't have the, the education, not where I was from anyway. I'm from Philadelphia and where I'm from, it's like, you know, you go to the corner store. Sometimes you were getting like French fries, chicken wings. You know what I mean? Like that's not the things that you're supposed to be eating every day. Let alone, I don't even eat that now, <laughs> let alone at all. So, uh, 2017 is when I started like kind of coaching. I started doing Zumba. I had some family and friends who would support me. They would come out and they would do classes. So I started getting more and more serious. Um, and I kind of became like accidentally accidental coach. Everyone was like, how did you lose 40 pounds? 
how did you lose it? And I'm just, that was a time in my journey where I was just frustrated. I was like, but you know what? I never give up. So I said, just keep doing it. Just, just keep going to the gym. Just make it a priority. Do your Zumba twice a week. Try cycling, mix it up, lift weights, and just see what happens. And boom, I dropped 40 pounds. And I wasn't even tracking it. I didn't weigh myself. I was just, just go. Just eat right and go. <laughs> and I think the best way for people to kind of like transition into that is to kind of have that mindset. I'm really big in the mindset. It's just don't get caught up with the scale. Mm-hmm. Just, just go. No matter what, just be dedicated to it. Just be committed to it and just go. And that worked for me personally. So now we're like I said, Let's not skip 2019 and 2020, but I kind of speed fast forward where now I'm like a legit coach, you know, teaching online on Saturdays. I have a community that follows me. A lot of the people here in the black community and other places follow me because they trust the things that I say and I do. And um, that has birthed Iris Fit, that has birthed Snatch by Iris with my waist trainers. Um, and me being into the wellness community um, overall. Uh, was that too much? No, that's that's great. I I love you know I love stories like yours in the sense, and I think I can relate to it a little bit where it's something that in our life happens, and yeah. that's what sh- that's sort of what shakes up. Um, maybe even our interest or our mindset yeah. into our, like in propelling our journey. And I know that Eric and I talk about all the time, like had we not gone through our own health complications, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have this platform today. Yeah. Just like you now are a trainer and you've, you know, engaged your own community and your own city, like, and it's because you had that conversation with the doctor, you know what I mean? Like how those little things can lead to so much more than we even can imagine sometimes for ourselves and our communities. And that's, Mm -hmm. I, so I always kind of get excited hearing those types of stories. Um, and another thing that really resonated with me, and I think probably with a lot of our listeners too, because we often talk about, you know, what works for one person might not always work for, um, you, but to take information, like you said, educate yourself and experiment too. And that's what I love about your story. You're like, Hey, I tried being vegan and like, I had these results from it. This is what I learned. This is what really worked for me, but this is also what I chose to then add back, like become a pescatarian, you know, that there, that we evolve and that sometimes our nutrition needs evolve and sometimes our physical fitness evolves Mm -hmm. and to try things. Yeah. I think that's something that really stood out about when you're talking about your trajectory is that you, you're like, I tried this, I tried that. And, and the experimentation and getting into the feeling versus, versus just being results driven, but getting into that feeling is what then ultimately kind of creates more, um, I don't know if motivation is the word, but creates sort of more excitement around implementing lifestyle changes. Cause sometimes I think it's daunting if people are like, Oh, I have to do this. Yeah, it's a culture shock to a lot of people to even have to force themselves to go to a gym three days a week. And I was that person, but I started out at home and then I said, I want more. Okay, let's go to the gym. But when I got to the gym, I didn't know what to do. Okay, I want more. Let's take a Zumba class. Yeah. Okay, you know, oh, let me try lifting some weights since I'm here after the Zumba class. Oh, let me sign up for cardio. You know what I mean? Like cycling, like 
I think people get kind of stuck in trying to be a certain kind of way because it's so many fitness personalities out here, right? And, and Instagram is amazing. And we, we're overwhelmed, like, oh, should I wait? Should I do this? I get swarmed with so many questions from clients, like, well, I don't know, like, which, what should I do? Should I do what you do? Should I do? And then the truth is, you need to mix it up because mm-hmm. you need to figure out what you really like. And then, yeah. then you pick it up. Then you pick what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I feel like this year, this last year with the pandemic, that was, I feel like the first time I did a lot of experimenting, like I, I really did just do like one thing yeah. and, and then when gyms closed, when you couldn't go do that, like one thing or one class, it was like, okay, let's explore. Let's see what actually feels good for, for our bodies. And so I'm so curious too, like I love that you went to the doctor, right? And then you got that news and you're like, I'm just going to be (laughs) plant-based. Like, I'm just going to do this. Like, that is so amazing. And I'm just curious, like, what was the response? Like, was it hard? Because I feel like when people want to make changes, right? Be it, I'm going to give up drinking. I'm going to go plant-based. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. There can sometimes be pushback from people in their lives, right? Where, um, it either triggers something in them watching someone change, or it's just, that's so like, right. Like food is emotional food is community. I come from a big Jewish family. Food is how we connect. Right. So how was that for you when you just decided, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to commit to it. What was the response from your family, your community, your friends? My family was super supportive. They was just like, oh, that's what you want to do. So my dad's side in the family, they're Southern. So they, they eat pork. They, you know, whatever you want to eat, you eat over my dad's side. My mom's side, they were already pes- more like pescatarian, but I've seen them over the years eat chicken, never any pork, but like they've had chicken or turkey. Uh, so my mom's side was super supportive. My dad was like, really? You sure? I love pork. You sure you don't want to try it? I'm just like, no, dad, I don't want to try it. I'm, I'm good at this point in my life. I don't ever need to try it. Um, super supportive. Uh, I lived in Center City, Philadelphia at the time, and I was with, I'm not with that person anymore, but uh, even he was super supportive. So <laughs> it wasn't like uh, I was around people who were just like, no, don't do it. Uh, that's stupid. Why would you ever just cut out meat? It's the only thing. You're not going to have enough protein. I did get a lot of people saying that you're not going to have enough protein. I said, how do you know that? <laughs> and they had nothing to say after that. They really do. I said, do you really know how much protein we get from plants? We actually get a, a ton of protein from plants versus meat. So we don't have to have meat. And they were just like, oh, really? Yeah, let me show you, let me send you this blog. Let me see this link. And then they like the respect that I have now because I'm now not just educating myself, I'm educating other people. This is this is this is how you know these things. And now a lot of them still come to me like, okay, Iris, I'm giving up meat. Help me. Yeah. And that that makes my heart smile because. I think when we first start our journeys, a lot of people can like, I don't want to say like roll their eyes, like, yeah, okay. Everybody starts a journey and then they stop like two weeks later. And I'm just like, not me. We're going to show up consistent. We're going to keep going. Because um, after a while, it wasn't just for me. I seen that it was for people around me, mm. my family, my friends. They're like, oh my God, you look great. I need to know what you're doing. But as I'm talking to them, it's impacting them. And I don't even know it. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just going through my journey. And next thing, you know, a couple of people uh, was like, hey, Iris, I did everything you said and I lost 15 pounds. What? Yeah. It's interesting how even just, you know, I feel like that's a good, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like thinking I have so many thoughts, <laughs> like get them out. Um, that's a good sort of point that you make that I think applies to so many things in life where it's like when we take the time to really do something for ourselves, whether it's health mindset, health, like physical health mindset, emotional health time, just like doing things that really serve us and that we enjoy and that are nurturing for us it actually has a benefit on those around us too. That there's not, it's not about being selfish in that sense. It's about when you serve yourself from like an authentic place that really serves you, it actually has a ripple effect um, around like to those you care about that are surrounded uh, by you or that you're surrounded by. And um, I think that's just sort of like an interesting and good reminder in general that it's not, you know, when, when we take these times uh, for ourselves, for whatever our self-care might look like, mm-hmm. um, that we can show up in a different way. And that it also has that ripple effect in our community as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I share like one more thing though? Of course. My dad, my meat loving, my, my meat lover dad, he asked me, he was like, Iris, I went to the doctor. I can't have meat like that anymore. So now he only has meat like a couple days a week versus every day. But he was like, what should I get from the market? What should I tell my my uh, stepmom, my stepmom, Miss Diane? He's like, what can I tell Diane to get me? Because I need to get, I need to get together. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. so, can I ask, what do you tell for our listeners who are like, what do I get at the supermarket? Like, what <laughs> do you, like, how do you? where do you recommend people start, right? If they do want to cut back on meat, if they do want to make lifestyle changes, um, what were like, I guess the most important parts of that beginning part for you. And I guess like where, yeah, like what do you get at the supermarket? Where do you start? What did you suggest? Okay. So I always tell everyone to start out with leafy greens. So people are like, but should I just get like a bunch of spinach or a bunch of kale? I'm just like, you need to get mixed greens. I want you to just get them mixed. Um, a lot of people have go to like the big, uh, most big supermarkets and they, some people don't have access to produce. So I try to make it so that they can go either way. Great. If you can get organic and have access to that, but if you don't, you still have options, but I'm big on leafy greens. I'm big on, um, getting some fruit. Like I like, uh, they're called golden berries. Uh, I get them from Trader Joe's, love them. That replaced all candy, no candy. Um, I like to get rid of all processed sugar. Like if I have a really bad chocolate, I'm not even going to lie. I have a chocolate problem. (laughs) Dates. (laughs) Dates mixed with like uh, cashews, almonds, uh, and raisins that'll, that, that smashes the chocolate cravings for me. Uh, And in terms of protein, I like, I always do salmon. Mm. Um, if you want a plant-based switch up and you feel like you want a burger, I always say just beyond products are really good. I'm not a particular fan of, um, impossible because it has heavy, it's heavy on the soy. 
mm-hmm. um, and soy is processed. So I try to like, I'm, I'm trying to guide people away from everything processed. Do not go in the middle of the aisle, stay on the outside of the aisles. That's your friend. Because when you start going in, that's where the chips is at. That's where the candy, the cookies and all the nonsense. And yeah. that's not what you want. And I try to tell people to like cut down on like butter um you know get the spray oil olive oil no calories it's just like it's simple simple I don't want to say cheats or cheat cheats or yeah uh, to give to people that's realistic and I think the the biggest thing I wanted to do was be realistic um not I don't like crash diets I'm not a fan I tell people to eat whole foods I don't have time for you to get the processed stuff like, you know, sweet potatoes, cauliflower, your mixed greens, salmon, uh, I, even shrimp. Uh, if you like uh, lump crab meat, you can do that. Like, I'm not like you still live. I still want you to live. I don't want you to feel like you're living a life. Of, uh, if especially if you're a foodie. I feel like women in general were foodies. We like food. Yeah. I don't want I don't want anybody to be restrictive as long if you're working out. Eat what you want. No process, though. That's like my stipulation, like no process. You want to control your sodium intake. You want to control your sugar. And these are the things that get out of hand, and especially in my community with diabetes, high cholesterol, high um, blood pressure. Like, I don't want anybody to have those kind of issues. And these are the ways that we kind of, you know, decrease that or minimize that within us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's it's great. It's accessible. And it's and honestly, Erica and I have this conversation all the time and it's part of our mission with courageous wellness. It's like, we can give information and we can help, you know, empower ourselves, help empower other people. But like, if the information is not digestible, um, no pun intended, you know, or accessible, it's sort of irrelevant. Like Mm -hmm. if people can't practically apply it to their lives, if they can't have some practical, like things, tips, like you said, to apply, to understand how to walk the perimeter in a grocery store. Like those are things that can long-term have massive, massive positive health effects. But if you're going to say, know this, know this, know this, know this, like deep restriction or crash diets, like they're unsustainable. They're not, I mean, they're not ultimately good for us mentally and physically, but it's also just like, impractical. And what I love is that your point of view, your advice, even the way you approach it doesn't separate people from living. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be able to live our lives. And that's what I think your, your training and your philosophy and your own journey is so, um, it feels accessible. Like it feels like someone's like, oh, well, you know, she went on this journey, maybe I can try that for myself too, or try something that's like apply some of these things and see if it works for me. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I think that's when, when these sort of health journeys feel realistic and, uh, and that's what we try to, we strive for too, where it's like, we're all real people just trying to like live healthier lives so that we feel good. Um, but sometimes in our world and, you know, social media can be wonderful, but can, it can also be very, very like, you know, I need a million dollars in a Malibu mansion in order to sort of aspire to a healthy lifestyle. And that's just yeah. like not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
what I loved is like when we all met, we met at a, uh, a conference, like a wellness conference in Philly. It was so fun. And we did a, Erica and I, I'm originally from New York and like, uh, grew up in New Jersey, New York city. And we went back to New York and we went back and spent time in Philly. And it's so, it was so refreshing coming back from LA because oftentimes there's a very like curated wellness sort of industry here. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always feel like the most um, effective or accessible way to really all of us and help empower people to live their healthiest lives um, and feel their best. So anyway, I just wanted to say that that's why we just, we like really enjoy following you and and the work that you do. And um, I guess that takes me into our, my next question, which is now that you do coaching, you have, you, you are like in the fitness realm. How do you, um, if you're working with someone who's maybe just starting a fitness routine for the first time, like who hasn't, that can be really intimidating, I think. Um, so how do you bridge that gap as people are transitioning to maybe just exploring fitness, trying to implement a fitness routine that works for them? That's fun for them. How do you kind of guide that process for them? Okay, so I have, I kind of have a cool story that will answer that question. Okay. Cool. So I have, um, right now I'll be, I'm 36. I will be 37 in April 3rd. My teachers from my high school, they all follow me. So they're like, I have one, one of my teachers or professor, she's 61. So she came and was like, I want to start my fitness journey. And I'm just like, whoa, like so mature. And it's a, it's a different, it's a different dynamic there. I, it's not someone that's in their thirties or their twenties, like, oh, go, go run the treadmill, treadmill for like 15 minutes. I'll meet you in a second. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like that. It's like, okay, how can I talk to her? So the way that I talk to my, uh, my, my, what is it? My mature fit queens. I tell them, I, I want you to walk. I want you to hit 15 or 20,000 steps today. I want you to take a nature walk. Mm-hmm. So in Philadelphia, they have like Kelly Drive, a bunch of different trails, and a lot of people have access to them. And they start on a nice stage. They go outside and they say, Iris, I walk today. I walk today. You know, and it, and it takes that. And then from there, I was, I was hosting workout classes at the art museum in Philadelphia. And then they started coming to the art museum doing my body weight workouts. And I'm just like, and I'm giving, of course I'm giving them modified because at the point of the day, my model is get that ass moving, period. Mm-hmm. And they, they okay with me saying that. They, my teacher gave me a thumbs up. You can say that. I appreciate that line. It gets me moving. Okay. So <laughs> as long as they're, I'm like, as long as you get that body moving every day. So even if it's modified, if we're doing modified, you know, jumping jacks and, you know, butt kicks, they are really going and they are having progress. And I'm just like, even my mom is 54, 53. Hope she don't hear that. Um, (laughs) Even my mom's, you know, I got her on the 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day. She's, she's in a position where she's walking all day a lot, or she's on her feet a lot. You know, she's like, okay, I'm going to get me some, at least one solid today. So I get some greens and it's just different things. They all contribute to that massive goal. And I think when you make that realistic for the beginners, Mm -hmm. they're not uh, intimidated by the process. 
This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Guys, I am so excited to share our new sponsor, Milk and Honey, with you because I have been using their baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean, aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands, and each and every time I was plagued with those red, itchy bumps under my arm on top of not feeling confident whatsoever that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only never once gave me those pesky little red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after some of LA's toughest workout classes. This is my ride or die deodorant, and we are so excited to partner with them. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper-clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female-founded and funded brand, and in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. I meet a lot of people who just, or even me, when I first started my journey, I didn't know who to start. I said, I'm going vegan. And that's, and that's, a, and, I, and I learned that vegan is a political view. I was plant-based. Okay. That's the difference. You know, and I, after educating myself, I, now I know that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just, you know, making it, I guess, realistic for the beginners so that I don't want to say go to, go to gym five days a week. That's going to discourage somebody. I said, realistically, Tell me what does your job schedule allow you to do? And a lot, because a lot of people, their life revolves around their job. So they're, they're telling me I can commit four days. I said, okay, let's start with four. Let's start with four. Yeah. I love that. It's like everything you're saying from food to fitness, it's really like about just these small, manageable, accessible changes that everybody will have different, right? Like you said, like your dad eats meat a couple days a week, or what does your work schedule allow? It's different for everyone, but everyone has a step forward they can take. Right. And like, I always say forward is forward, like forward is forward. So as long as you're moving forward, you're moving forward. And I just, I just love that. And I know I have so many family members. I'm going to send this episode to and like said your Instagram, because I think so many people, it's so sad, right? Where so much of wellness and what's on the cover of magazines, it's like, it's like quick fixes or go really hard. And I think that's why so many people, they yo-yo. So many people have such negative experiences with diet culture, with fitness culture, because it's, it's not it's painful, right? Like it's like, it it causes pain or it causes illness and, um, no one likes to fail. So it feels like failure, (laughs) you know, if you keep going up and down. So I just love like everything you're saying. It's like, I have, I just feel so like warm all over my body because it's like, you're, 
it's really like the way you coach should be what fitness and nutrition is for, for everybody. And I think it's just amazing. And, you know, you mentioned something too, right? Like sodium, right. And your journey started because of high blood pressure. And I think not a lot of people talk about sodium actually. That's why, like, when you said it, I was like, Ooh, buzz, buzz, buzz. My mom has, um, diabetes and a heart condition. So we always talk about sodium because she basically can't have any salt, um, for her lifestyle. Are there any, I'm just curious if there are any like tricky places people should look for sodium. Cause I know it's really sneaky, right? Like even bread can have a ton of sodium in it. Is there any like sodium tips for anyone listening? If they are concerned about high blood pressure, always look at those labels. Hmm. always look at the, I think a lot of people don't look at the nutrition labels they don't understand what a serving size is and that's where they get that's where they get caught up they're not paying attention that two ounces or or four ounces of this is 500 you know milligrams in in sodium and I think that's really where people get caught up a lot another thing that people do is I don't know I don't know about you guys but there's a little there's there's this table salt that's in a blue container I don't even have it in here and it's, it's like a household thing. And every, everybody in my family got this. That is yes. the worst salt you can possibly just throw it away. If, if, if it was a person with an umbrella in it. Yeah, I don't know. No, my yeah. mom you know and my mom's about? from Philly. So I'm like, maybe I was like, I grew up with that salt. So I'm like, I don't know if it's a Philly thing or an East coast thing, but I've literally always had that salt. Yeah. The yeah. umbrella. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like if you have that salt, just get rid of it. Yeah. Um, now I do like Himalayan sea salt. So here's another thing that people feel like, oh, I got Himalayan sea salt. I could just go crazy. No, you cannot go crazy with that. <laughs> Give me like two half turns. You're done. Yeah. Done. Not, you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm doing it, the visual for you guys, but you know what I mean? It's just, just give me a little two cracks and you're done. You don't need that much salt. And if you, people be so much so surprised that if you take away salt, and then you put the natural salt back, you'll be like, wow, this is enough. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and your focus on staying away from processed foods makes that easier, whether it's sodium or sugar for Mm -hmm. sure. Because I also think that, you know, in our nutrition education journey, learning about the fact that so many foods are, and I say food as a broad sort of, I'm using a broad definition of food right now, are basically like manufactured in a lab to hit a bliss point in the brain, salty and sweet, which makes people like mentally and physically, physiologically addicted and to go back for more and turns off certain hunger hormones so that you can't, your body, you can't trust just the response that your body is having. And that's basically a lot of what those middle aisles have mm-hmm. in it. And mm-hmm. so what you're saying too is like you're putting a little bit of salt in some real foods. The flavor is like all of a sudden you're going to retrain your palate to come back to really tasting flavor in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that it's common knowledge to really think about how wh- why processed foods um are so addictive, are so like easy to consume so much of and are packed with the sodium, the, you know, the preservatives, which often, you know, go hand in hand. Um, so when you're saying like, oh yeah, all you need is a couple cranks of salt when you're cooking real food, that's true. Cause it like brings 
out the all the flavors. flavors of nature. <laughs> so it becomes a lot easier too. And I think that's the thing. I think people also don't really give credit to the other spices that we yeah. have that we're accessible to. Like they don't, they're not grabbing the parsley or the rosemary and the thyme. I'm just like, you gotta understand. When you have balsamic vinegar, not vinaigrette, and you have a little bit of salt with some thyme and some rosemary, put that on your potatoes and bake it. You're going to say, wow, wow. I just gave y'all a recipe. Yeah. Yeah, guys, <laughs> you didn't know you were getting recipes on this, on this uh, episode. Lucky. People just don't, they don't, I don't think people know how to Again, it's an education thing. They don't really know how to blend all those flavors, to, those spices together to make it like, wow, I can just do this and I didn't have to use that much salt. Yeah. Until you tell them. I like to, with my community, I like to share like different, uh, excuse me, uh, recipes uh, and spices uh, to them so that they can start experimenting. Because I just want to provoke, I want to provoke, pique the interest. Let me, let me go out and grab this, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's true. It's like, we forget that there's more than salt and pepper out there and it's so, and they're also really medicinal too. That's another thing. Like so many anti-inflammatory properties, so delicious, but it does take um, time and it takes a little bit of commitment to want to cook. And one of the doctors that we follow that I really, I really like his sort of approach is that, you know, we, as a as a country, as a world, but I think it's something in the United States that we struggle with specifically, um, is like falling in love with cooking again, preparing our own foods and how just simple and you don't have to be a gourmet chef, but like, it's really empowering. And I think this year that's actually been like a silver lining of a lot of people being at home is being able to cook again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's such a big deal. I became a home chef. I love it, it comes over gets they get gourmet and everything I, my friend is coming overnight and I'm doing like gourmet tacos mm, yeah she doesn't even know what's going to hit her right now you know but I think that was one of the blessings behind the pandemic is that we had so much time to get back in tune with ourselves yeah and I actually really appreciate it because it was so good for my mental health mm-hmm. you know what I mean just to just have that time of just being quiet I'm okay. Let me cook today. Let me get into myself today. Like I'm grateful yeah. though, though it happened. And a lot of people, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's really good, but I'm grateful that I had time to just sit down and just assess and live in a moment and, and have time for my, my mental health and, and cook and really appreciate things that we take for granted mm-hmm. on the daily. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's such a beautiful perspective. And it's interesting you say that because now that we've hit a year um, at the time of this recording um, of the pandemic, uh, I I saw something online the other day that was like uh, an interviewer was going around asking people, because I think there's been so much focus on the tremendous loss, of course, the horrors of the pandemic and, and, you know, the mental health crisis that has come with so much of the isolation, but it's so interesting because I think life in general, it's, it's appreciation and perspective is so important because there's 
there is, like you're saying, there are silver linings to so much. And, and this interview I watched, they went around and they asked all these different people, what is something that you've um, gained in the last year, right? Instead of focusing on what have you lost? What have you missed out on, et cetera? Because we all know the thousands of things that those are, be it from the extreme loss of life to the minimum, like or loss of job, loss of income, whatever. But like, you know, those horrors to the isolation, the loneliness, but all these people are like, Oh, I started going to therapy this year, or I connected more with my family this year, or I started cooking. And even myself, my dad said, um, the other day, he's like, I feel like we've talked more this last year than ever before. You know, like I FaceTime my parents all the time and I maybe saw them once a month before. And now like my dad and I FaceTime all the time. So it's just, I think, thank you for sharing that because I think it's important. It's so easy to focus on what's wrong. And I just think that's like really just a beautiful reminder of, you know, even when the worst things imaginable happen, there's always usually something to appreciate, even if it's something very small. So thank you for sharing that. And I think it's also a good segue. We have three wrap up questions we always end with. And the first, I feel like it's a great segue into, which is what are some of your self-care practices? What are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to your self-care in your daily life? Self-care. So, um, wow. Okay. I'm going to answer it. You let me know if I answered it right. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. So I start like I, my rituals, I'll say my, my rituals, my daily rituals is the first thing I do when I wake up is I listen to some kind of morning motivation. I don't listen to any music. I don't want to hear nobody talk to me. I want to hear morning motivation, something to get me going, something to remind me that I am a champion. I can do whatever I put my mind to and, you know, kind of just have a positive mindset no matter what I'm doing. Um, the second day I thing I do is I work out. I go right to the gym, listen to motivation to the gym and I'm committed to the gym. If I don't, if I don't do that, my whole day is off. Mm. My entire day is off. Um, when I, oh, eight o'clock or nine o'clock, I do morning meditation for 10 minutes. And I know that's not realistic for a lot of people, but like, uh, I feel like if they plug it in, like in the evenings when they get in, like after you take that shower, when you get in the house, like go meditate. It's so nice. It's so nice. Um, and besides like eating healthy and like, you know, my skincare regimens and I'm really big on skincare. <laughs> and you have the most beautiful skin. Like, oh, I know people can't see, but it's, you just glow. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and I, I tell people to detox daily, mm. detox daily. You feel great. Thank you. That's Love great. It. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that's my, that's my self-love. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second question is what does being courageous mean to you? Courageous. Being courageous. That's just, that's just like life. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's, it's like what we apply to life, right? Like don't ever tell yourself, no, do it with courage, do it with heart, do it with passion, be positive and move forward. Don't, ever doubt yourself that that kind of that's what it means did that answer that right yeah it's beautiful so beautiful thank you for sharing that and the last question we ask everyone is do you have a book that has been inspirational to you or a book that you would like to recommend to our audience uh I actually have a new book that I'm reading this is by 
Jamie Kern Lima. She's the owner of It Cosmetics or the founder of It Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. She just had a book come out called Believe It. This has so many motivating and inspiring stories um, in it. Like anybody can benefit from reading this book. This will give you, if you ever question your, your, the amount of courage you had or your bravery, this will give you the courage to just do it. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm going to put it on my list too. Yes. <laughs> so um, if anybody would like to either work with you if they're local to the Philadelphia area or if they're not and they want to follow along with you on social media, where can they find you? Oh, so you can find me on Instagram at Iris underscore Felder. I'm also on TikTok. I am about shenanigans on TikTok, but it's all good. It's all good stuff, you know? Um, <laughs> I always uh, encourage people, hey, I welcome you. Work out with me on Saturdays on IG Live. Um, it's at 9.15 Eastern. So, uh, you know, I know for my West Coast people, that's a little early. I had a couple of people on West Coast in LA. They got up to work out with me at 9 o'clock. Was, was it 7? 6. But six good time. They got out they're ambitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were. They were determined <laughs> and uh yeah like if you ever have any questions I don't care how small no question is ever stupid there's no question that is stupid every question is a great question dm me email me I actually answer my dms you know I don't ignore them so I welcome anybody just if you if you can if you want to reach out to me just reach out I'm, I'm happy to help Thank you so much, Iris, for being here. We so enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.